Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today, we have a lot of movies to talk about. A few. Um, we've got Knives Out, Ford versus Ferrari, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna just like we're just gonna like just like sprinkle in a little bit of Frozen too, just a little bit. Yeah, just a little. Um, With a, you know a little sprinkle of Prosecco in there. A lot of a lot of sprinkle of Prosecco. Uh, yeah, right. But let's. Oh, really? What is, wait, 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 Emily. Sorry, <laughs> you're jumping the gun here. Sorry, she just sorry. saw the Metascore. So she oh, was, I know what all the Metascores are. She scores jumped it. Okay, so we want to start Knives Out, Emily. Mm. Or do you want to start with Ford v Ferrari? Let's let's go on. Let's go based off off of fun. So let's start with with Ford versus Ferrari because it's it's. <laughs> I think it's the least fun movie. Uh huh. But the, it's still fun. It's still fun. Yeah. But, but it is the the least fun. Which is why we paired them all together because I feel like they kind of got that uppity fast vibe. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's that's what that's what it was. That was what you. Sure. Yep. <laughs> really spiffy editing. No? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Okay, so Ford v. Ferrari. Here we go. Um, All right. (laughs) Who? It's been such a long time. I know. We, okay, so we watched this movie together, actually. We did. Yes, and... Like, two months ago. Two months ago. Two months ago. And it was enjoyable. Like, I really love, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool that we got to see this story of um the yeah, like Carol Shelby and and, and kind of a Ken different Miles. and a different side of history I feel because totally. you know how when, when you're talking about things that happened in the past they can be you know always very like war related or you know mm-hmm. very political related yeah. very like very like scandal scandal related like this totally, one totally. was just like you know it was dramatic maybe even overly dramatic because you know Hollywood but sure but still like oh and also a part of a part of um something that i don't really know about at all which is like racing cars in general yeah totally nothing at all totally so we were recommended um actually by someone at my work right was that was that how we we to see this movie the documentary the documentary oh the doc yes somebody at your work said we should watch it yeah that we should watch so what's it called 24 hour race 24 hour uh 24 hour Marathon or no war 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 war. That's right. Jesus Christ. Well, I only watched half of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched about three quarters of it. Okay, so you got even farther than me. I it was too boring. It was such a bad documentary. I I don't know why that they wanted us to watch it. It gave us some background, but like truly, the documentary itself is incredibly boring. It is not that interesting. I I just was like watching this thing like. Ugh. I oh. I will also say that it's hard for me to watch documentaries because I feel like a lot of them are very boring. No, um, no, that's not true. I feel like with just this one, it was very boring. 
you know? I feel, I feel like some other documentaries are also very boring. But um, but I also just don't watch Red Made documentaries because I'm afraid they're going to be boring. Mm. I'm just afraid they're going to be boring. Sure, for sure. Um, but I thought it was very informative and I, it also... I don't know, it also had me, it also made me have a different take on the movie in general, because after we watched it, we're yeah. like, yeah. okay, this movie wasn't really about the war between Ford and Ferrari, it was kind of like between uh-huh. the make the makers of the sports car, like Matt Damon, yeah. and the racer, and Ford the company. Right. Not, like, yeah, like Ferrari, Ferrari was, was in not there. even really It's kind of like a side story. Well, because Ford wasn't a racing car before this race. No, and they did so... do a lot of kind of leading up to that, which it was, which that did make it very interesting to see the the documentary beforehand because you know we saw a lot of lead up as well. Um, but then, but then the documentary just kind of like went a little overboard with the info. It was um, a very like personal take because it had all of the family members of true. Ford, all the like the direct descendant of Ferrari. Yep. So, like, it honestly made it seem like way more of a personal story. Right. Which was, like, fine. And that's how we felt with this movie, because we get to see um, Matt Damon as Carol Shelby, who is a a renowned driver slash creator of cars. And then um, the driver, uh, Ken Miles, played by Christian Bale, and his wife, uh, very prominently featured in the movie, which, which I think humanized them a lot more than even the documentary did. Yeah, to me, it, the movie itself felt kind of just like a dramatic reenactment. Like, because yeah. it, it still felt very informative. It really baby-stepped you through what was happening, and it was very chronological mm-hmm. to what the documentary kind of told us about. And it just kind of, it just kind of a bit, it made it a bit more fun. I mean, and a lot of the stuff was, like, implied, because, you know, in the documentary, they specifically talked about how dangerous it was to be a racer, Definitely. how racers were they kind of die just, all the time. Yeah, they went, they raced Fiery, knowing that they burning, could die. Yes. fire crashes but everywhere. That, yeah, but that was not, but that didn't matter. Like, it was just, they wanted to race, they wanted the fame, they wanted to be the winner in the car that won. They wanted to be known and famous. It, you know what? I, I just didn't know anything about racing. I didn't realize that this 24-hour thing was, like, the actual, like, they changed drivers. I honestly didn't even know that they raced for 24 hours at a time at all. No. I had no idea, because that's not how the Indy 500 works. That's not how, like, American racing works. No. They just go around the lap a certain amount of times, right? Like, the Indy 500 is 500 times around. Yeah. And it's a circle, basically. Yeah. But, like, so We're... is this. But it's just, like, this is, like, 24 hours of Le Mans, which is in France. Yeah. And where this was, like, three to four hours of driving around this, but in teams, like you said. They would switch drivers. They would switch drivers every few every, hours. Like four hours. Yeah. So it's, like, I didn't realize that it's the car that is, that like... That needs to last. Yeah. Like, the car is the one that is being tested here. That's what it... I, I just... I don't know. I, I didn't really think about it that way because it's not really how the... That's not really how NASCAR works. It's not really how, like, we have known it in terms of, like, what we know about racing in, in America, you know? Yeah, the car's not really taken into consideration. It's kind of just how well... How good the racer is and, and if they... And if they, they cross the finish last, line. They can last. If they cross the finish line a certain amount of time. If they like, don't crash. Like, that's just... The the car the car is assumed to work properly, to work fine. It's 
Yeah. So there's so many things about this that I like never really thought about. You know what? Also, my um, my grandfather on my mom's side was a pace car driver for the races. Okay. So my mom grew up going to the races, like. Which the pace car is kind of like when they're coming out of the pit stop, they kind of like slow yeah, they, the other cars down. They make down. sure that everybody's on the same lap, basically. Right. And so, like, that's what the pace car does. Which is, like, crazy because you want cars to be able to go until, they, like, some of them are probably going to lap other cars, right? And so, yeah. it's, it's kind of, I don't really know exactly how that works, but that he was a, a, a pace car driver. And then, um, also my uncle raced cars as well. That's cool. I know. And I like, I mean, I think I've been to the races maybe once in my life. Maybe when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, like just, just a race in general, not like like the Indy 500. I think I've, no, 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 no. I've definitely, I think I've been to one race. I've been to one as well. I I remember it. Yeah. Because it was very loud. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's in a, it's in a circle. I remember being, so loud. I remember being loud and a little boring. Yeah. Because all you gonna do, you just sit there. Like watching cars just go around and around. cars go around in a loop. Yeah. Which brings me to my other point. The environmental impact of this horrible thing. <laughs> I know you and I talked about this after the movie. Because truly, 24 hours of of gas guzzling for no reason, it literally makes no sense to me. And, and it on, is and absolutely old horrible. cars, which means that they must they, have been wasting so much gas. <laughs> I bet they go like two or three laps before they need a pit stop for more fuel, right? Because the Le Mans thing is like, they have to go around like all the trees and they have to like... Zoom in a red, like it's not just a circle; it's kind of like a loopy circle. I thought it was only like a like a three mile lap or something. Mm, mm-hmm. Maybe not three miles, but it was like it's what, it's definitely longer than like the standard, like what we watch in in like the Indy Five Hundred or something. You know? Yeah. So like, God, what a f- it's ridiculous. Why would you spend the? <sighs> I understand. Like, okay, I understand. Like the idea of like. Um, seeing if a car can last this long. I mean, I get it. Under, like, extreme circumstances. Yeah, it's extreme circumstances. Like, in the movie, they have the brakes, like, the brakes are starting to fail, and they start to get really hot. And the the wheel is spinning, like, really fast. The brake pads completely, like, they disintegrate. They just get fucked up. And and so it's just metal, just, like, uh, scraping metal. And then, yeah, these wheels turn, like, red hot, and I'm just like... That shouldn't be doing that. Why are you still driving? Like, it makes me upset. I don't... I just... Okay. I, it's just... That's a thing. Just... All right. That's a thing. Okay. We need to talk about the performances in this movie. because we we'll just, like, drift away from this movie in terms of, like, what it's actually about here. Right. So, the performances are actually exceptional. I really loved it. Of course they are. We're dealing with two... With two movie veterans here. And Katrina Balfe, who's, like, fantastic. Who's, like, a rising star. Ugh. Oh, I love her so much. We have a couple rising stars in this movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, Noah. Noah, yes. Noah, Noah Jupe. <laughs> who we talked about yeah. uh, in our last episode uh, in, about him and Honey Boy. Um, and then, yeah, Katrina. Katrina's amazing. She, yeah. Her and... Christian Bale are amazing. They have they have such great chemistry and they're they're going through such a hard time and you could really you could really see it like you know he doesn't he doesn't race anymore because he really wasn't getting a whole lot of money out of it and you know she's she's just trying to raise her family and and you know be stable here but she also is a racer. 
I know. So it's like, like she's so she's got that fiery personality, just like him. She sure does. So she totally understands. That. And that part where she's where she's she, like she puts him, she's driving really fast and like that. <laughs> yeah. What is that? That like what, in their station wagon? Kind of, yeah, it's a station wagon. Yeah, and that's they're, what that's they're driving down the road, and she's like zooming really fast, and he's like, Christian Bell's like. Sweetie, you gotta you gotta slow down. She's like, we need to talk about this right now. If you don't t- fucking talk to me about this, I'm gonna keep driving as fast as we possibly can. She's just zooming around cars, like going into oncoming traffic, and he's just like, pull over to the side and we'll talk. And she's, yeah, yeah. she's like, what are you keeping from me? Yeah, she's like, <laughs> fucking talk to me. If you don't talk to me, I'm gonna keep driving this fast. And she's like zooming around. She's a, she's a great driver. I love that they had her like that in this movie. I could not tell you if she was like that in real life, but like. It was a good character choice. She was yeah. awesome. And so the two of them were very cute. You could definitely feel the love. You can feel the support. Uh, you can feel all the stress and the and the heartache for mm. about everything that's happening. Especially cause... at the end when he dies. Exactly. Yeah, it was horrible. Because he, he's the one who puts all of his all in and, and put, basically puts his life at risk for this job. For his son so, and so his you wife. hadn't gotten to the point of the documentary where he dies. No, I had no idea. And I had. Emily did. She turned so, to me in the middle of the movie. She goes, "I knew this. <laughs> I had no idea that he died. So yeah. it totally shocked me. I had no idea. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, and yeah, then doesn't uh, so and then sad. doesn't Carol Shelby. Carol Shelby died of a heart attack. Yeah, like ten years later. Yeah, because he was like his heart was really bad, which they showed in the movie too. Yeah, that's with, how it with kind Matt of, Damon. Yeah, that's kind of he so kind of it was it was good because they like his performance. Matt Damon's performance was um, really good. It, it definitely brought into light like kind of the guy who had his prime in his past. Yeah, and he wanted to prove to people that he could do better, and so he wanted to prove to Ford that he could do better. So I mean, I could see it. I could see it in the screenplay. I thought it was a good screenplay. Yeah, and even though he he really couldn't race, which it seemed like he liked to do because he had that, um, and I think he had the exact the the um in the movie, he had like the actual I think he had the actual car that Carol Shelby makes at his like car company. It's really, with like the with like that handlebar thing in the back, you know, the little uh-huh. blue car uh-huh. that was like really cute and sporty. Yeah, super sporty. Um, that he would just like zoom around and all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, even though he couldn't be racing, I think uh, he still had a the pa- convertible car. Yeah, the convertible car. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it definitely like Matt Damon's performance was really great because you could definitely tell his passion in like testing cars, yeah, and getting things perfect, and you know, just getting really excited about like you know coaching Ken to and make crafting sure that- the team as well because yes. the team was very important. In that documentary, we saw that the team of the Shelby American, right? That's yeah, his which company. was which was really fun to watch because you know they when they were just entering the uh, the oh, what's the race called the May it starts with an M, right? The first one or the the Le Mans? The Le Mans. Yeah, it, yeah. They. They didn't have like a pit stop crew because it was just the Ford right. company, yeah. And so everyone was moving kind of slowly, and they're and they're like, "Why are they moving so fast? What's, ha- what's taking so long?" And they're like, "This isn't a pit stop crew." And it was just it right. Was really, they were. It was really funny seeing like kind of how they were just the regular how people. out of their league that Ford was the first year that they went. Yeah, and uh, even though that they had been doing so well in all the races leading up to Le Mans, mm-hmm. um, they yeah yeah. And also, I didn't realize that Ford had multiple cars. In in this race, because that's how the the movie ends, is that the three cars that win they go at the end of the finish line together. 
You remember? And then it turns out that uh, Ken Miles didn't even win Le Mans because no. the person who started behind him won. Which, oh God, it, <laughs> it, the, the, the fact that that kind of didn't occur to him makes me really mad because it's like... You should know everything about He this should race. know everything about the fact that that guy started behind him, therefore yeah. he would win. Yeah. It just makes me mad that he, like, like in the movie, I'm sure in real life he probably knew, but, like, in the movie, he he didn't realize that he didn't win. And it's like, are you, the guy started behind you, so that means he won. Like, that's how fucking racing works, you know? Like, you don't under, that, that doesn't. That's stupid. That's like an oversight of, like, the character who literally sat in his car for two minutes and thought about it, you know? It's dumb. <laughs> well, yeah, but then just, like, the stress and how long this race goes on for, like, it... it but I, he easily could have won the race, and it's just, like, he waited because that's what Ford wanted, so that he would wait for all three Fords to cross the finish line at the same time. Yeah. You know, it's just, like... It's a, it's a, that's probably what happened, but he totally knew that he wasn't going to win the race. Yeah. Because the guy behind him won. Right? right? Yeah. Like. Unless it, unless it really just slipped his mind. It did not. He's so new. Like, I'm not, that's, it's, you know. It's he possible. knows. It's, yeah. Uh, he, what else are you going to do in that car other than think for fucking 24 hours? You're right. He definitely knew, and that was just added to make the movie dramatic, which, again, it, it was. I mean, I was look, I was kind of looking up, like, um, how accurate things were. Mm. Or was that for a different movie? I'm sorry I, I got so heated about this. It's just, you know, like the brakes. <laughs> the brakes were scary, okay? <laughs> yeah, the really car should scary. never do that. Ever, okay? <laughs> this is just extremely risky situations. No one should be a race car driver. Um, but, okay, so... I'm against this career. Another plus of this movie. Yes. Uh, incredible editing. I mean, I just... I, wow. The editing again, very, in this movie is amazing. Again, very quick, sleek, smooth, like, very... Uh, very some of the best editing I've ever seen in my very life. Very snappy, like, just very great. Like, it didn't feel like it was... Like, it all felt like a, a long, continuous story, but it still felt yeah. very fun and energetic and... So exciting. And, and uh, you know, I do think that it could have gone deeper, maybe, possibly, into their personal lives. Uh, Which I think it did with Ken. It did with Ken, not so much with Shelby. Very slightly with very, Shelby, with very the whole slightly. heart condition. It just, you know, they could have been... It could have been a better screenplay in that sense. But... I think that for what it was, it was very... And for how much they were covering, they covered, like, what, three years of this or something? Yeah, like Three yeah. to five or something? Because, it was a lot. Yeah, because yeah. everything that was happening was was happening very far apart. I mean, they had to do races for a couple of years before even going to Le Mans, and then they showed, mm -hmm. like, what, two years at Le Mans or something, or three, the first three years at Le Mans? Of, like, trying to win. Of trying to win. Yeah. Yeah, because they didn't remember. win the first year, and then they won, like, the second and third or something. I'm not sure. I'm, I don't quite remember. Yeah. But they definitely didn't win the first year. And then they won a couple years later. Yeah, so, you know, I thought that the... It, it was very good pacing. Very good... Um, very, you know, interesting story. In terms of even the Ferrari side. Um, getting all that. 
in there with actually seeing Enzo Ferrari, actually seeing, like, the factory. It, it was cool because we knew what we were seeing from that documentary about Enzo Ferrari's cars and everything. And just the burden that these men carry about... Uh, about the fact that some of their cars have actually killed people because they drove them into ditches or whatever and they blew up, you know? <laughs> like, it's just, like, it's yeah. crazy. And the fact that this, like, race car, you know, um, racing fad for car companies, like, even happened yeah. is also just, like, mind-boggling because, you know, we, we see a lot of car commercials. Sometimes they're kind of they're kind of weird. They don't really make any sense because, I mean, how else do you... How yeah. else do you sell a car? I mean, other than... Other than for it being really sporty and fun and fast or being, like, you know, reliable or, right, right, you know, right. great for for camping. You know, like, I mean, how else do you... Yeah. You're right, man. It totally made me think about cars differently, for sure. And, and back when they were first selling cars, like, you really have to sell it because it, I feel like it was still... Like, how long had... Oh, no. Henry Ford He created the, the car. I mean, the f- Ford was the the first car ever. It was, yes, yes, You yes. know, so it's like, from there, they just developed the, everything that we needed to know, and then Ferrari was always a racing car. Well, and I also felt like marketing back then was very, like, limited and really less, I don't know, kind of less creative. I don't know. I, I feel like marketing kind of gets... They get a bit more creative with how they sell their products these days. It's what they want, you know? Depending on what the car is supposed to be, you know. Yeah. I mean, cars have never been safer than they are today, for sure. You know, they've always yeah. been. They, I mean, they've always been just getting safer and safer. So that's that's what's very important, obviously. True. Um, but still, people die in cars, you know. Exactly. So it's interesting because it's such a. It's something. I mean, I've been to so many auto museums. I've been to so many things, and I just am like, they're the most boring things in the entire world. I swear to God. But. <laughs> It's just, they're, it, they're, this made me, like, have a little bit more appreci- appreciation for cars. Like, I, I never really thought about them that much before, and I think now I'm, like, a little bit more, like, yeah, they're pretty, pretty amazing feats of engineering, to be honest, you know? And it's, like, seeing what they can do and what they're able to do, and even just the car you and I drive is pretty exceptional, you know? Not that I have a car right now, but. Well, Yeah. I mean, uh, my Honda, my Honda Accord's pretty freaking sweet. I, Hondas are great cars. <laughs> they're reliable and they're serious and they're good cars. Yes, I do. They I... last many, many, many years. <laughs> many, 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 many years. So that's what you want. Good. Yeah, I need my car to last many years because uh, I just bought a house. <laughs> <laughs> so I need that car to last. Celebrate Emily just buying a house. Oh man. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, Merry Christmas so let's bring the plot keywords into this. All right, for Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> I feel like we like barely talked about this movie, but just oh. talked about cars. Oh my god, Emily, we tried. That's... I don't, I don't know what else to say. They're cars. What else are you gonna talk about? All right, <laughs> <laughs> it's about the cars. Yeah, which was oh, fun. I liked it. I, I, I did like this movie. I really liked the scene where where Shelby put Ford in the car and then, oh, and yes. then drove him he around. drives him on the test track yes. and he's like like he really gives fast him a fucking heart Which attack is terrifying I know I could not have I would die the, I like I can't even imagine doing that something I like would that. definitely try it like I would definitely try no I 
The no. the fastest. Well, I would die. I well, would. Cry. What's the fastest speed you've got in a car? In a car? Yeah. Uh, not, not not even you driving or some like just you driving or someone else driving. Like I what's mean, the fastest speed you've gone? Uh, I don't know. Maybe a hundred miles an hour. Okay, that's I, it. I know for a fact not that much. I know for a fact I've gone a hundred and twelve miles an hour. And what was what did that feel like, Emily? Terrifying. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to do that. I wanted to that's, get out immediately. That, that sounds like I'm gonna die any second. I don't want to do that. That sounds that's too risky for me. But if it's but if it's with a driver who knows who knows what they're doing and you're on a test track, like this was on like right. the highway. Well, he was like, also don't yeah, right. do that. This test track situation, he was like, but that's how Ken Miles died on a fucking test track, Emily. So like, it's not like you can't fucking die on those things. It's <laughs> 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 scary. I know, I know. Uh, I really scary. It'd, it'd be. I think it'd still be fun. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. It's exhilarating. It's okay. exhilarating for sure. All right. Here we go. Uh, so the, for the plot keywords, we've got based on a true story. Are you okay over there? Yeah, I'm good. Based on a true story, based on a book. Uh, okay. Motorsports, race car, race car driver. <laughs> race car driver. Wow. Well, that's what the movie's about. I mean. I mean, but what about like heart what about like heart condition or something automobile 24 hour limon race there you okay. go singing oh, in a car singing in a car sweet Cute. husband wife relationship yes english woman abroad that's funny <laughs> <laughs> i i love katrina bell from this movie she was so good oh what a segue knives out has a singing in the car part oh it does yeah oh cute all right. Um, back to, let's see, we've got the Metascore. All right. So Ford versus Ferrari got an 81 Metascore. Also, one of the writer's names is Jez Butterworth. Shut up. <laughs> what? Whoa. Yeah, John Henry Butterworth. And John Butter- Henry Butterworth. Oh, they must be brothers. Wait, wait, wait. Is there a third Butterworth? Please. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Jason <laughs> Kelly, you ruined it. You ruined the Butterworth trio. All right. Um, why is this still open? Get out of here. All right, so back to the Metascore. So we got an 81, which is pretty dang good. Pretty good. That's, you know, I'd give it that. It was a good movie. I thought it was a great movie. That's pretty harsh. The Guardian gave it a 40, and it says, It is crammed with unearned emotional moments and factory-built male characters whose dedication to their sport we are expected to find adorable and heroic <laughs> turn. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't, well, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I don't that. completely disagree. <laughs> I... I again, okay. I don't disagree with that, but the editing was so good. Like, yeah, I, I just, I think it's more than just about the emotional, like... It really wasn't. They were really trying to, you know, really get that story out there, because, again, they had a lot to cover, and, and a lot of the emotional parts were kind of just thrown to the wayside. I they mean, really yeah. were. I, I agree. But it didn't need to be an emotional movie. That's no. not what it was about. It's cars! <laughs> it's about cars! It's about cars! Yeah, totally. What do you need to be? I mean, it didn't need to be about the people. It right? didn't. I get, yeah, I really didn't I need to like, be. I just, like, I, yeah, for sure. I get it. I so get it. But that doesn't mean I don't appreciate that they at least tried to do that because, yeah, again, the, the the parts that they did put in there did make them feel more real and you really cared for them and you wanted them to win. You wanted them to succeed. Yeah, like, yeah. when Ford was giving them, like, a hard time about everything, like, you wanted them, you wanted them to do it their way. Yeah. Yeah. 
What else we got here? Um, uh, can I read the 100 at the very top? Sure thing. Uh, the rap gave it a 100. Damn! The chemistry between Bale and Damon is what makes this movie the way it, it does, move the way it does, along with the script. Bale alone in the race car figuring out how to win and survive is where the film really sings. Yeah, I really enjoy the part where he's kind of explaining to uh, his son, mm-hmm. Noah, mm-hmm. about the track, the track and yeah. what he needs to do at every specific point in yep. order to make like a record-breaking lap. Yep. Which is just like three minutes, I think. He yeah. said like three so like point... Three, three minute lap around the entire thing of... Uh, and his yeah. son like drew the entire racetrack. Yeah, on like a cute little cardboard. Mm-hmm. And because um, he was very excited about about the race that he was going to be doing. And it's just crazy that you can that you can really strategically map out what what all needs to go right but then there's just so many things that can go wrong but he was able to yeah to break his record like three times during one race going mm-hmm. going around this track so quickly which is awesome i'm gonna read this 83 from the film stage okay ford v ferrari is an easy film to scoff at there's nothing new here there is no debating that fact Instead, we have a compelling story told in simple, intelligent fashion. It deserves a spot in the list of great racing dramas and the list of this year's most entertaining dramas. Okay, Christopher. I agree. Because, uh, you know what? I never saw that other racing film that, uh, remember that one with Chris Hemsworth? Oh! Uh, no, that looked terrible. That looked so bad. No, that looked terrible. The one that was directed by, um, Howard. Uh, Howard who? Uh, the last name, Howard. Oh, Bryce Dallas? Bryce Dallas Howard's dad. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> not her. I was like, fuck, Bryce directed no, that. No, 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 no. Her dad, um, which is, um, what's his name? He was on... Ron. Ron Howard. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Thank you, Emily. Ron Howard. Just here he to help. directed that racing movie. We never saw that. Um, which I forgot no, what it was called. No, it looked it bad. It, it did looked look bad. bad. Um, dang it! This is gonna kill me. What's it called? Uh, what's it called? Let's just look up Chris. You could have done Ron Howard. That would be better. Oh, fine. Uh, fine. You want to do things effectively? Let's see, let's see what that meta score and was. efficiently. Ron let's let's Howard. check it out. Did it's not on his known for. <laughs> That's not giving it. Uh, no, go up, go up. That's actor. No. We need a director. Yeah, director. 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 Uh, Rush. Rush. Fuck, man. <laughs> That's what, what it was called. What year was that? That was in 2013. 2013? Yeah. Oh. I was right. Chris Hemsworth was in that. <laughs> it got a 75. Oh, that's not so bad. That's not so bad at all. I mean, it didn't look like a great movie, but... But that could just be the trailer. Sure. Well, that's a name. Yeah. Pierre Francesco? That's a great name. Yeah. Favino. Wow. Wow. That's a, a cool that's a name. name. That's a name. All right, well, that That's, was Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Um, do we do we like any other meta scores? No? Okay, no. let's just move on. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to Knives Out. Yes! Knives th- Out! The Thanksgiving family movie of the year. Would you remember that I we did a uh, trailer breakdown of this movie? You so, were and I was really hating on and it. Hating on it, really. You bad. were. You brought me down that trailer breakdown. I was like, "This looks like fun," and you're just like, "Emily, this is gonna be shit." <laughs> and I was just like, "What?" Okay, listen, listen. Okay, I don't. 
I don't take back wholly what I said about this movie from that trailer breakdown, but... Which, what did you say again? I just was... I was unhappy because I was unhappy with Ryan Johnson's telling of Star Wars. I know. And, and I mean, and what's... And what's not... What's like... You can't be happy about that. For sure. But we just saw the new Star Wars, and I have a new appreciation for Ryan Johnson, even though the new Star Wars, which we'll get to, is basically a re- fixing of all the problems that Ryan Johnson did in the latest Star Wars, the one that he did. Yeah, so why So why did it give you a new appreciation So because of this movie, I realized that I did really quite enjoy things from Ryan Johnson's Star Wars, which if you go listen to our Star Wars The Last Jedi podcast that was literally three hours long um i know i would understand if you don't go listen to it but it's really interesting because we had some we had some people on that really told us all about what they thought about it and emily and i talked about it it was the longest podcast we ever did because we had so much to say about this movie and still is like still is. we i don't think we will ever be able to beat that no that was very very long so but we had a lot of really great viewpoints a yeah. lot of star wars lovers on there we did and i and at the time i thought this movie's not so bad i really enjoyed it then I went into the the section of, I didn't like this anymore. And then I went into the section of, after I watched Knives Out, thinking, okay. Ryan Johnson's not a bad director, and I really do enjoy his work. And I think he does a great job at writing, and I think he does a great job at, at storytelling. You can tell, what it, for me, is he loves movies. Okay. And, and you can tell in, in Knives Out that he absolutely loves movies. Okay. And so that's really what got me through this movie. <laughs> so, um, anyway, Knives Out. Knives Out. Yes, back to Knives Out. Sorry, I'm just curious. Okay. About I was looking at Star Wars the Last Jedi. Sorry. Going back. Knives Out. Um definitely definitely a really fun movie. Um the, I, I did have a couple articles up that I that I was telling you about. I yes. did I did get about half a paragraph into one of them, and it was already talking about like the social commentary Ugh. about Knives Out, which, which is a big social commentary, which is, which was it's fucked up, but it was yeah. definitely one of the more comedic comedic parts of the movie. Yeah, sadly, unfortunately, true, um, true. But like them, what is it them? changing where she's from. Oh my god. Every time that they talked about hilarious. her. Hilarious. Oh, it was so fucking And up. some <laughs> random place in South America that they would just like poke at her. With. Yes, basically. And then Ana de Armas. Yes. And the mm-hmm. fact who's actually from Spain. But Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So um not from South America. At no, all. not from South America. Um but yeah, so we got a lot of social commentary about this movie. Um, it's also a murder mystery. If if no one's seen it, I mean, it's it's been out for a while. If you if you haven't seen it, I really enjoyed it. Like truly, it was so much fun. Yeah, I I, I was I was enjoying myself the entire time. Like I was very I was uh-huh. focused. I was trying to figure out who it was because I'm terrible at I'm terrible Which at I, predicting I things. It very quickly, but that's okay. Unless things are so predictable it hurts, right? I can I can predict that, but okay. I cannot predict <laughs> like these types of things. I predicted this one, yet I still enjoyed it. Okay, so I predicted it very quickly because of the dogs. They're the ones that gave it away for me. Okay. Because they were saying, at one point they were talking to somebody and they're like, and then you heard the dogs wake up, which was, they heard um, Catherine Langford uh, wake up in the middle of the night because of the dogs. And I was like, oh, 
So dogs are barking. And then by the time that Chris Evans came in, the dogs were barking at him. And I was like, oh, he did it. Yeah, they definitely set up things to where yeah. if you were paying attention, that you would have you would have caught on. I, sure. I think I might have caught on to to Chris Evans being the one who did it. I think I think after that, mm-hmm. shortly after that, I can't. I'm trying to remember the movie, but I don't exactly remember. But when. it's not even like a who done it in terms of like who killed him because he killed himself. You know, right? Because so it, it ended up being. It's kind of like. A, it like it's a roundabout. He thought he was gonna die, but it turns out he didn't, so he killed himself. And it turns out like Anna Armas wasn't the real person who actually killed him. That's right. You know, so it, it, Chris Evans went out of his way to try and kill him, but yeah, but but he failed but because Marta, she the nurse, messed up. And then it turns out that she was correct, and it just was like, which was crazy. That was a that was a really crazy turn of events. It really was because at the end of the movie, they were saying like uh, Daniel Craig was saying. Um, you knew because of the viscosity of the the medicine that you had done it correctly. Yeah. It was only until you looked at the label that you said, oh shit, I did this wrong. And it's true because she didn't really realize it until she, she looked at the labels because the viscosity of morphine versus the insulin or whatever he was given. Yeah, something like that. Was off. Yeah. And, and so that's what... And she could tell by the weight. Yeah, the... sure. And that totally makes sense because if you do it every single day for, like, years, you're totally going to know what, what feels right, right? So... Yeah. And Daniel Craig was just so... He was... Hilarious. He was hilarious. And The whole smart. donut thing. And, and he wasn't... And he wasn't even, like, ridiculous in terms of, like, he didn't seem like he was clever because I feel like that can be tough to do. Like, like right. with how... Yeah. With how quirky and ridiculous he was, you could, you could easily think that he's just too ridiculous to be clever, but he still had a very clever air to everything. Yeah. And, and was very smart. I mean, some things he was kind of, you know, he'd be a little like, because Marta was also trying to hide stuff from him as he was finding yeah, stuff. Yeah, which was really so, fun to watch her because she was following them as they were yes. going and trying to get rid of stuff like on the, the VHS tape and then the steps to the, like, Yes. It was great. Oh, I really wish I that, it was awesome. that I'd watch this movie again with my parents on Christmas Day mm-hmm. instead of instead of another movie that I watched. Um, <laughs> which I'm going to go see next week, Drunk. <sighs> <laughs> Please don't go insane because you might. Oh my God. You might lose your I'm gonna mind. I'm going to drink like two bottles of wine before I go to this movie. I... <laughs> Cats. <laughs> yes. I vowed to never watch that movie, and I did because my parents wanted to see it. So that happened, and I regret every minute. Um, so if you haven't seen it, just don't bother. Don't bother. And Alessandra, just drink at your own risk. I think you will lose your mind if you drink too that's much. What, that's what I've heard. Like, I will literally lose my mind if I drink alcohol and then go see this movie. I was losing my mind. Do you, what, ha- what would happen if I got really high and then I saw this movie? Do you think it would help or do you think it would be, like, absolutely horrible I would die? I think I would, like, have a really bad trip. I don't know, man. I don't know. I really have no clue. Okay. <laughs> just, just, I had a horrible time sober, so I don't know. Oh, just, all right. I really hope you have a better time than I did. Which anyway, I'm- back to Knives Out. I'm sorry that we haven't really been on track with this movie. I'm just getting very distracted. I'm okay. getting distracted. Okay, so great cast, right? We got an 
awesome, awesome group of people. In it's this like movie. the Love Actually of 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 cast of cast exactly, but like, but, better, but, like, but like way better. Yeah, but like way like, better. We don't like Love Actually exactly, so. or things like New Year's Eve or something. New yeah, Year's, where it's like whatever. a bunch of people who would never meet each other. You know? Yeah. This yeah. is this is better because they're all family members, so they have to interact. Right. Which they interact, and they're all horrible people. Right. So it's 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 pretty interesting because you're watching them be absolutely terrible people, just completely um, flawed and horrible in their own ways in terms yeah. of like the way we see society now. And even though we're seeing all these people during a very short amount of time, I feel like you really get a good sense. Of, of who everyone is. Like, totally. Like, the movie's pretty lengthy, and they cover a lot of the, you know, whodunit stuff, which is, you know, very, like, very strategic and, and almost, like, lingering. Like, with Daniel Craig, like, uh, sleuthing around, and, and Marta, like, trying to debunk all of that while he's doing that. So, it almost seems like it'd be very tough to also do character development and character building through all of this, and it was quite phenomenal how they were still able to yeah. give everyone their chance, give everyone their time, mm -hmm. and really get to know the entire family. Well, they also started out with those interviews. That, right, which really helped. Which really helped, but... so And then so, kind of uncovering the lies in those interviews later. Yes. Like, very great layout. But there's this... Oh God, you know, even at the very end of this movie, I, I really liked it, but truly, there's this gaping hole in this movie that is, like, annoying to me. That basically the um, the maid yes does not or go to the police after one that has the stash yes the okay. stash does not go to the police immediately after she knows that Chris Evans has done this this thing yeah right? like yeah. to me they didn't interview her and that is a complete gaping hole in this entire plot. In the fact that they don't ask her questions when she's still alive because she, like, almost gets murdered, right? But she does. She dies. Right. And uh, she gets murdered. And it's just, like, the fact that they literally did not ask her all the questions that they asked the family makes literally no sense because she was there, too. It, it's just, And she would tell them everything they need to know. Chris Evans was the person who switched them. She saw Chris Evans switching them. That's the answer. What? What? What is? What? You know, like, I don't understand why they that they didn't interview her. I know. Did she like immediately blackmail Chris right after that? Like, like, was it too close? No, it was like, like, why didn't they interview her? Why didn't the, like. They interviewed them. The could could they not because she was because she was at that place already because she was there for a long time, or no? How long was she at that at that place? Where was she? The the location to to pick up the bribe or like the blackmail. That was like the next day. Was it really? That wasn't even like the day that they interviewed everybody. The day that they interviewed everybody is the very first day that the the that the movie takes place, right? Mm -hmm. They should have interviewed the maid. I mm -hmm. don't understand why they didn't interview her. Well, that's right, because Chris Evans... They didn't get to back. interview him because he had left. She saw Chris Evans do that while they were at the funeral, and this was kind of... It was the next day, and then he died, and then they came back, and she was still alive. She didn't die until, like, a, like a few days later. 
when Anda Armas is there and she's like searching through all the things, you get that blackmail, and then Chris Evans sends the blackmail from from himself to Anna Armas so that it makes it seem like it's like we're like because she got the toxicology report and stuff. She mm-hmm. like knew everything, you know. Like it just it literally makes no sense that she didn't go to the police with it. She should have just gone to them with that information. Yeah. You know, like, I did. we didn't even get to know why she didn't do that. Right? Yeah. 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 It, it's like, why? Like, why would you keep this to yourself and then get killed? She got killed with the morphine. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there was something she wanted from Chris Evans because he was, he was pretty shitty to her. I mean, he was pretty shitty to everyone, but I don't know. Maybe it was just That's a revenge. That's like a gaping, gaping hole in this entire movie. I agree. I agree. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't understand why she didn't say anything. That's just the fun of a murder mystery, Alessandra. I don't, I just, it makes me mad. Because, like, it's a clear problem in this story. You know? Yeah. In the fact that they didn't find out it was him until he said at the very end when Andarmus lies, which is really funny when she lies and she has to throw up every time she lies, which is just the funniest thing ever. And then so she she lies to them and then she throws up afterwards. It's so funny. Yeah. She's so cute. <laughs> that, was, that was really funny. Yeah, it's really funny. It's like, it's kind of like laugh out loud, like, oh my god. Like, you don't really know what's going on. You, you don't really... The, the the way it's told is very smart. So even though there's that gaping plot hole, it's still kind of like... Yeah. It's, well done. It's almost kind of like a, a sleight of hand type, yeah. type of storytelling of it. Like it... it if, you're not, if you're not watching like too closely, you'll definitely miss something, but... It still it still gives you a chance to to catch on earlier if you if you can, um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, do we want to talk more about the social commentary? I love the yes, yeah. I love the part, I love the part where they're just all it's just like this is the this was a perfect Thanksgiving movie because yeah. it's just it's just all the things you don't want to talk about when you when you visit your family. Yeah. And just they they just get into politics. They get into they get into everything wrong, and it's just, it's just everything about this family is terrible. Oh man! They they also like even with the like even with Meg, who's Catherine Langford, who's going to college. She's getting her college degree through her grandfather, and it's like like she wants to go to college for this like liberal arts degree yet she completely betrays Anna de Armas for telling her um well I knew more than I think I knew and all that and like Meg is like totally telling the entire family like she's completely betraying her cuz she wants the money because we find you know we find out that that Anna de Armas is actually going to be the person who inherits all the money, which I totally knew it was going to happen because he, like, basically was in love with her, the the grandfather, right? Yeah. And so you could tell that he wanted to give her all of his money in, in everything, like the rights and everything. He gave her everything. And it was just like, you knew that because she was the only one who took care of him, you know? Yeah. And I also thought it was very weird. I mean... It definitely made sense why he he gave everything to her, but then again, like what the way that she would kind of skirt around everything and kind of just take 
take charge of the money, like, from the very beginning. Like, it, she knew it wasn't hers. She knew she's not yeah. really a... She's a part of the family, but she wasn't really a part of the family. But and they it, kept saying that about her, and it was, like, not fair that they kept saying that about her, because it wasn't true. You know, I know. Like, you're part of the family, right? You're part of the family, but they, yet they didn't invite her to the funeral, you know? Right. Like, they were just... It, it's, like, that whole political thing of, like... She's just the help. We don't want to invite you yet. You you feel like you're part of the family. Yet we you're not really part of the family. And she gets all the money, and it's like, oh, you actually have the power now. And that's that's the best part about this movie. the The best part about this movie is the fact that there's this power dynamic between that entire family, who's horrible and useless, and the the helper, the nurse, who eventually has all the power. Well, yeah, and she played it up until the, the the end very well. I just, I was just still a little confused about why, like, how she was still deciding to keep it. Like, yeah, it belongs yeah, to the family, right. even if they're terrible. Like, if she offers to give it back, she could have asked for a small portion to help her family out. But it doesn't belong. It belongs to her. I know. Because... Like, he gave it to her, and now she has the power. But, like, she didn't say what the person in the beginning to... To just take it, like, oh, this was definitely wrong. Like that should, but then she starts right. uncovering more about the family and that they're just really assholes, and that you know she had a better relationship with with Harlan than than the rest of the family did, and they're just a bunch of greedy assholes. Like, I once all that's uncovered, which I think was kind of being uncovered rather slowly. Like I was just like, why didn't why didn't she just give it back? I don't know. She she just seemed like she wouldn't have kept it. I mean, I it, I understand why she did because they're terrible. Yeah, I understand once it all yeah. came apart. Well, it's the same thing of why you're watching her crying all the time and being, like, a, a mess. Like, she's, like, so distressed the entire movie. Yeah. It's because she thinks she killed him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's pretty crazy. So let's take a look at the plot keywords for Knives Out. We've got... <laughs> Police, nurse, who done it, detective, murder. Oh. Okay. I mean. I love Lakeith Stanfield. He's so great. Who? Lakeith Stanfield. Oh. Yes. He was also in Uncut Gems. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, man. We're going to talk about Uncut Gems uh, <laughs> eventually. <laughs> Which I enjoyed even more than this movie, for sure. Let's see. Um, so those are the plot keywords. Let's move on to the Metascore. So we've got an 82 average Metascore. Which is great. Which is great, and I was very, very surprised. Like, when this movie came out, I was like, oh, well, let's just... I'm just going to check the Metascore to see if I should even bother. And I was like, I guess I should bother. And that's what made me go see it, really, mm-hmm. was seeing the eventual Metascore. Um, what is this word? Timeout gave it a sixty. Murder, skullduggery, and an avalanche of plotting makes Rian Johnson's latest a retro pleasure for those who enjoy being dizzied. <laughs> dizzied? All right. Timeout. I mean, I, I didn't feel dizzied. I thought it was good. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Oh, I had clicked that apparently. Yeah, you're Roger Ebert. You want to read it? <laughs> uh, Roger Ebert gave it an 88. Rian Johnson's knife, Knives Out. Ryan, Emily. Oh, really? Yeah, Ryan. Really? Yeah, that's... Yeah. 
I must have heard someone say Rian before. I know, it's Ryan. Because I, I only mimic what people say. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Johnson's Knives Out is one of the most purely entertaining films in years. Okay, I mean. Sure. I don't know about that. I, I mean, fine. Um, it, is the, <laughs> it is the work of a cinematic magician. Uh-huh. Okay. One who keeps you so focused on what the left hand is doing that you miss the right. And okay. in this case, it's not just a wildly fun mystery to unravel, but a scathing bit of social commentary about where America is in 2019. Oh, I was looking at this one. Uh-huh. You sure? Okay. I mean, they must have really liked it. Yeah, a lot of people really liked it. And, you know, I gotta say, it's a good piece of filmmaking. Like, it, it really is quite enjoyable to watch. And it, it is quite, like, fun to watch the different aspects of the film go and it's very very fast paced and I thought it was a good good screenplay. I mean it's no clue. It's no uh, it's no Tim Curry. Even then but... Emily like that <laughs> movie is really a farce like th- this one is, is very specific I know. This... It's just like. I really enjoyed this movie. I liked it because of the social commentary I think because of the fact that it didn't have all that in other movies like to me it was a very like well done commentary exactly like what the what this com says. Yes, the commentary, the family dynamic, yeah. it's all very unorthodox. It's really about what it's like to be a family today. That's wealthy. Yeah, and wealthy is, family and versus the immigrants in this country. Wealthy white family. Yeah, very, very, very white <laughs> very family. Very white family. A lot of white people in this movie. A lot of white people. Yeah, so. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to read that 100 from the playlist. Okay. Um, the genre maestro has his audience in good hands. Good in this instance, meaning both skilled, capable, and expert and decent, ethically sound. He has assembled a dazzling contraption that, if twisted in just the right way, pops open open to reveal a nugget of wisdom crystallized by the cathartic final shot. We only really own what we earn. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right, Charles. Yeah. That was a very, uh, that was a very nice little blurb. Mm-hmm. So that was Knives Out. If you have not seen it, highly recommend. See it with your family. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I I enjoyed it. Like, I really did. Like, I'm, I know we're, like, just pointing out all the bad things about it, but it, it's very enjoyable to watch. It's very enjoyable to follow along this kind of clue game that, that Brian Johnson has written for us. Yes, Rian. All right. Rian, yes. <laughs> you, know, oh. you know what it is. What? A character... In Dark Crystal, is named Rianne. Oh, Emily, yes, and you're in. You're is in named there. Rianne. Well, yes. I was already in it. I finished the series a long time ago. Right. Um, but it was fantastic. Um, so now let's kind of just have a little blurb, and by little blurb, I mean probably another thirty minutes of talking about Frozen Two. Ah, yes. Ah. So as as you all hopefully know. Um, our longtime listeners, right? We've talked about the first Frozen. Already. I think we talked about. It. We've definitely referenced it. We've referenced it. Um, we we did not like the first Frozen. No, we saw it together. In fact, we did not. Are you, you kidding me? Keep saying I saw it with you, but pro- you had seen it before me. But I definitely saw it with okay, you. Okay, okay, that's what I mean. Okay, that's what you mean. Okay, Jesus Christ, Emily. <gasps> Okay. <laughs> Just a little bit of miscommunication. It's all fine. I still love you. Okay. Here we go. So yes, Frozen. Did not like the first movie. 
Horrible writing. I did not like it. Terrible story. I didn't like it at all. Unnecessary characters. The, the music is not cohesive. The music was not cohesive. I hated the songs, except for Let I It Go. Hated because, Olaf because so I hated Olaf so much because in the I, first one. Yes, Olaf was terrible in the first one. <laughs> Idina is a queen. It's, yeah, but it's fine. they're all great. Like, the girls are the, great. The voice acting... The, the, voice, the, the voice acting is act, amazing. The voice it, actors are amazing. Even with Josh Gad, he's fantastic. Like, even with Olaf, he's fantastic. It's just... Right. It's just the story is, like... Kind of shit. The voice actors, the voice <laughs> acting is all perfectly beautiful. The 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 animation, of course, is phenomenal. But yes, story was lacking. Character development was lacking. Totally, everything was lacking. Um, but now on to Frozen Two, which was an extreme step up. G- huge. I cried Gargantuan. like I cried like eight times. <laughs> I didn't cry, but I I definitely I cried had so much. I definitely had those like like puffy face moments <laughs> where like where like I thought I was gonna like it was like it was like <laughs> and, then it went, and then it would subside and then it would go like <laughs> wow well, I, I love this yeah I love it I have hand motions I'm making like noises but like they would start but then they would subside but so so I, I was almost there I was almost there I, did, I didn't yeah. cry but I was almost about yeah. to it was a uh I really don't know why Frozen Two isn't isn't getting more talked about. It was awesome. Like, like I, it was so good. I feel like before it came out, I barely saw like any ads, and when it came out, I felt like I felt like it just fell off the face of the earth. Like, it's what still, happened? It actually is making a lot of money, but I'm sure it is. Uh, you but know, just like I, yeah. Why do I feel like I'm not seeing a bunch of videos of kids singing the new the new song, the new songs, the, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, JoJo's singing it. Of course she is. Yeah. My cousin. Yes. She's five. So. So, of course she's she singing it. Lo- she got so much frozen stuff for Christmas. It was, like, crazy. That's amazing. And also, um, my uncle worked on Frozen as well. He's a special effects animator. He worked on the first one, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yes. And this one. <laughs> so. That's pretty freaking sweet. It's awesome. <laughs> That's pretty freaking sweet. Yeah. Um, I've been to the Disney Animation Studios and I got to see all that stuff. So let's talk about, so let's talk about, uh, I don't know. Let's just talk about overall story. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from the first one, I feel like we got a lot, we got, I guess we did get a bit more character development than story. Yeah. Like, we know the sisters are close. Yeah. And, and we kind of get a bit more of that in the second one. With their like, mom. Yeah. But not, but too, but I felt like a lot more story building and a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. A lot more things to go off of. Yeah. Than just like. A ragtag misadventure yeah. of just some people who were brought together. Yes, which this one everybody's already together, so we didn't need that. They're already pretty established. Yeah, we're kind of we, just we know jumping that, off of that point. We know that Anna and Kristoff are together. Kristoff uh, in this movie wants to propose to Anna. Yes, so that's his entire like. Uh, he wants to do that the entire movie. Yeah, that's kind of like his his, his main funny, focal point. Main focal point, right? <clears throat> which is why his song is so funny. Which is which is funny, and I think fitting because in the first movie, I felt like he really didn't serve a purpose. I really could have cared less about one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like he was, he, he just was somebody who's there. He was goofy, and I and Jonathan Groff is such a baby child, and I love him so much. But like they really, they had nothing for him to do. Really, really nothing. And this one, they kind of still have nothing for him to do, but he, but I, I liked him more. Yeah. I, I liked him so sweet. a lot more. Because we have more, uh, we have more culture in this movie. 
culture. Like, yeah, like, the people in the forest mm-hmm. are have kind of, like, a, a Sami vibe or, like, a northern, you know, like, they have more of a kind of native vibe than the people in in the town that Anna and Elsa are from. You know what else I enjoy about the second movie is that the trolls were pretty much non-existent. Oh my god, they fucking suck. I hated hated, the trolls! I hated the trolls. They were only in one scene in this movie, which was so much better. They were so dumb in the first movie. I was like, why are you here? What is your purpose? You serve no purpose. I know! It's the whole movie is like, we're just, god, I'm sorry if you really like Frozen. The first one really sucks. It just does. It does. Um, so I'm really glad that, you know, Papa, Papa Rock Troll just, like, rolls up, says, like, hey, how do you do? And then he just, like, is fucking out of there. So, like, really great, really great for him. Totally. To not be there. Totally. Um, so that was, that was a step up. And, uh, I actually really enjoyed the music a lot more in this movie, too. I Mm, could not stand the Love is an Open Door song. (laughs) The, do you want to build a snowman garbage. Uh, Yeah, totally, totally. All that. Let it go. Let it go is fine. I'll let it go because Idina is my queen. But. <laughs> like in Uncut Gems. Like in Uncut Gems. <laughs> Idina is a queen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that's fine. But yeah, the, the songs were, were super great. Like the lullaby that the mom sings was super sweet. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was really great getting to yeah. see more about the parents and kind of like. Kind of what happened. Well, yeah, you, you get to you see. Know, you, you know, know what, what happened, happened to, to them. them. Yeah, exactly. And I love they brought sweet. in more magic. Totally, the magic was the best. Was a great add-in because in the first movie, they dabble in the magic like it's there, but they don't really talk about it all that much. It's kind of just like a, and there's magic. Right. We're gonna leave that here, and yeah. we're not really gonna talk about it. So they really delve into it. We like we like learn about these these. What like these ethereal like like forest forest they're spirits like, or they're something spirits of the elements yes and and it turns out that Elsa is the fifth element uh, which I guess is ice or or snow, snow or something or, or like just, just bringing them or all together just, you know Idina you know she's yeah. just the fifth element and is so just she Idina. actually becomes a goddess which is just like insane yeah. What, it, it's pretty phenomenal, yeah. to be honest. And you're just watching this, and you're like, wow, she's she's surpassed Disney princess. She's not Disney queen. She's Disney goddess. Yeah, and the fact that they... I mean, wow. And the fact that they have Anna, Anna then becomes queen, is also just really great. Because awesome. it's just, we really get to see, like, the yeah. hand down, like, the pass down of the crown. Yeah. Which is really great. Yeah. And I also just love how Anna... Is just so oblivious to Kristoff like trying to to propose to her because it's just I know it's he's so funny he's, he's so caught up in yeah. his own like love and emotions that he just can't really he <sighs> just can't really see that this isn't the best time it's so sweet it's very sweet but it's just it, not the best time it, it, for Anna right now but because... I so it's like so funny and so relatable it makes me like it makes me sad because it's like oh god I'm getting so emotional but he's so sweet he's such an emotional person and he's just like. I just want to tell you how much I love you. And then she just kind of goes out and takes the wrong person. She's like, he's like, you know, I didn't really much love before this. And then she's like, oh, is there something wrong with me? You know, and she she takes it like it's like. Oh, yeah. That, so every time he tries to propose to her, she takes it the wrong way. Well, and because he's, he's like, saying the wrong He says the wrong thing because he always the says the wrong thing. And yes. it's just so sweet, you know. And it's just like, 
I oh so so adorable. Yeah, he was very sweet, and the fact that he he was getting that proposal advice from the guy in the mist, mm-hmm. and they like spend all night like setting up this like fifty like reindeer. Yeah, all the reindeer on a rock stands on that like heart shaped rock. Yes, it's it's very cute. Like the, the, the and, and of... his whole like boy band like sappy song. That song was amazing. <laughs> Okay, I just want to put the context into when I saw this movie. I saw this with my roommate, Alex, and we saw this in IMAX and at Lincoln Square, okay? It was on Monday morning. There was two other people in these in this 200-seat theater, okay? 200 people can fit in that theater, okay? Yeah. There was no one else there. And this, this IMAX is huge. It is $27 a ticket for this IMAX. Yeah. Okay, it is It is the biggest IMAX, I think, in the entire country. I think so. And I have... So, we're sitting in this theater and we're just laughing, like screaming at the movie because we're the only people in this theater. <laughs> and it was, it was so... It was very enjoyable. <laughs> this, is, this is the way to see the movie. You know? I... I, I would definitely like to see the movie again, because when I watched it the first time, I was very skeptical, obviously. Of course. Um, and and I was kind of taking everything in almost a bit too, like, I don't know, sternly, like, strictly. Yeah. Like, I needed to just, I needed to just let it happen. <laughs> I was just kind of like, like, when the song came on, I was like, I was like, hmm. <laughs> like I just like had like a stern face on, like this isn't funny, and then I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. But like Olaf, like doing that entire recreation of the first movie, <laughs> that was pretty funny. And then at, at the after the credits, he didn't watch up. He does like kind of a slight recreation of the movie, and then yeah, I didn't see that part, but it was pretty funny when he he's basically self-referential. He's like laughing about the stuff that he'd done in the previous movie that you and I didn't like that he kind of like talks about in this movie. And yeah. it's just like And I kind of liked how they changed him because now that he kind of could could you know live forever essentially because there was like even in the summertime his little flurry would would stay alive. Oh, because Elsa was because of El- him alive. Because of Elsa, he he had a lot more time to think, and he was, like, talking about growing up growing and getting up, older yeah. and getting wiser. Totally. And, he's, like, thinking about that, and he's, like, thinking a lot about ex- existential and, things. and Yeah, and acknowledging things like fear and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which I thought yeah. was a very great way to take him, because, yeah, in the first movie, he just was kind of, like, dumb he's funny. He's too whimsical. He's too, like, <sighs> he's too dumb funny, exactly. He's too much, like, he has no purpose, you yeah. know? And so this one, like, even though he was still, like, very comedic, comedic relief, he definitely served, like, a as, like, a little side message, like, as, you yeah. know, it's okay to be scared. Yeah. It's okay to question things. Like, mm-hmm. he's growing up, he's learning, he's, he's figuring out his, him own, like, his own self. And he has that song, like, when I'm older, I'll know more about the world. Yeah. And everything. Which was very sweet. It is very sweet. And then we also have the, the whole Anna song where she's, like, really sad and in that cave and she thinks everything is, like, uh, not going to work out for her. And she sings that song, like, it's a, you know, I just got to take it one step at a time. Yeah. And it's, like, a, I, I think, like, it's a, it's a beautiful song because it doesn't just pertain to Anna's situation. It pertains to so many people who are in a dark place. It's a beautiful song. Yeah. You know, like, she's, like, sitting there, and she's, like, 
I'm really sad. It's really hard to go on, and I just have to take the next right step, you know? Yeah. And I I was like, I mean, I even started crying at that point. Because I thought it was so sweet that, that that's what they wanted to say. Like, if things seem like they're not even going to be okay, you can just take the next right step and towards something that'll make you feel better, you know? Yeah, if you feel like you've taken a few wrong steps or a few steps back, there's always, you can always just keep moving forward. Yeah, it was it was really beautiful to have that song in there. Yeah, and then the part with the, um, I really liked the backstory with, you know, her, their, their grandfather or, like, their great-grandfather kind of, like, being a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. With, I thought, I, with yeah. the people that live in the forest and, you know, kind of being, like, a magic hater. Like, yeah. you know, being very, being very anti-magic, like, uh, oh, what's that one character we know? From from Merlin, <laughs> King <laughs> King. Uh, what's his name? Oh, the the oh Gun. Gun- you mean you mean Arthur's um, dad? Yeah. What's oh, his Uther. Name? Uther. Yeah. Yes, he yeah. seemed very much like Uther. Uther. Yeah. Who was just like very anti magic. He's just like this isn't right. Like magic's not right. Yeah. And- who was great? Sterling K. Brown. Ooh. Ooh. Guess who just got to some good Maisel parts of Sterling K. Brown? This person. Oh, man. man. I love Sterling K. Brown, which we talked about in waves in the last episode. So you should definitely check him out in the last episode. God, I love him so much. He's so awesome. He was phenomenal in waves. <sighs> definitely, definitely watch. Great in Frozen. Watch waves if you haven't seen it. Listen to our podcast. We just... We just melt over Sterling. He is such a... God, I love him so much. And I really liked the the ice, like, frozen statues. Like, like moments yes, would be, like, yes. frozen in time. because she water, could, like, see the past. Because water holds memories. Which it does. Which I thought was very cool. It was awesome. And, like, just... I, I, I feel like... I, like so a, awesome. I almost feel like a... Like, like, a, like a hippie, like, wrote this movie. Or oh, just, like, my God! Or, or, yes! Or someone who just believes in, like, gemstones. <laughs> yes! And, like... so, like... And, like... Wonderful. And just, like, life just, like, flowing through water and wind. Like... Oh, man, you know, because, like... Just, like, someone who's every... really just out there with nature, like, wrote water this movie. Water is such a beautiful thing to, to hold on to, too, because, like... It feels, it goes through everything. Water has been the same, and it goes through everything before it gets to you. It goes to, through the clouds and to the, the ground. It goes through the world before it gets to you. It's, it's pretty crazy. It's beautiful. Yeah, you know? some some really some really big picture. Gl- yeah, huge like, stuff. Like, <laughs> like big picture topics. Oh, I know. Like coming out of this movie. I know it's so gorgeous. And I then just... we have the whole backstory with the parents too, and how they wanted to find out more about Elsa and how she she wanted to go to this place that like uh, it tells more about her and her past. And, and oh yeah, everything. what is that called? Uh, uh, I don't uh, remember. Uh, ten spar or uh, uh, something, something out ten, some something like that. Auden, odd. Oh goodness. She she wants to go to a pl- uh Northoldra. 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 Yes. <laughs> these uh, just, these names these are na- like yeah, these names are like like from freaking How to Train Your Dragon, like. <laughs> Yeah, 
Yeah, that was very sweet. That whole song that she sings when she gets to Nothaldra. Also, like, her taming all the elements was really, really cute. And also that little fire frog was adorable. Yeah, the... Even though, even though the fire, the fire gecko or something was, was very cute, I kind of wish that fire was more of, like, like, I don't know, like, the yeah. earth, earth was, like, the big, yeah. like, giant yeah, rock troll, like, rock giants. Like frog. Yeah, and then the wind was just, like, you know, like, like, you couldn't gale. see it. Yeah, yeah, gale. Yeah. <laughs> the very cute name. That, yeah. <laughs> that, that Olaf And then she's got that it. beautiful water horse. Amazing. Yeah. That horse was pretty freaking sweet. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, but the gecko was, like, I, I agree, the gecko was a little bit, like, too specific. Kind of too gimmicky. Yeah, very gimmicky. Very gimmicky because... Because it was cute. Yeah, very cute. It was and it, very, it did very need cute. to be a gecko. Like, I'm pretty sure they probably thought through all the different types, like, but, you know, they probably didn't want it to be, like, Calcifer in, in, um, uh, uh, what's... Howl's uh, Moving Castle. Howl's Castle, because, like, that's... That's already been done, and they probably were like, "Oh, we don't want it to be like Calcifer." It's like, well, a but they flame. made water a horse. Why couldn't they make fire? Oh my god, how fucking amazing would it have been if they got Billy Crystal and they were like, "This is Calcifer, the fire spirit." <laughs> <laughs> Could you just imagine? Could you even? Can you believe? Okay, well, well, the elements couldn't have a voice. Oh, but, but if, but maybe but, if it was, it was, you know, Calcifer. But, uh, but if the fire could have a voice, it would definitely be Billy, Billy Crystal, Crystal. <laughs> and it would definitely be <sighs> Calcifer. I would die. Could you even? God damn. They would never do that. I love Billy Even Crystal. though Disney owns the rights to that stuff, you know? Like, yeah. Well, the, the distributing rights is a bit different. They probably thought about it, though. I swear to God. They probably were like, oh, man, if only we could do that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the fire, like, the, the little lizard could have still, it could have still been a lizard, but maybe just, like, made out of fire. I don't know. Just, like, everything was made out of its element. So I yeah, don't know you're why. Right. You're right. It was is... just, like, a specific kind of thing. Yeah. Very gimmicky, but still cute. Like he's like I'm. I'm not saying he wasn't cute. He was very cute. Yeah. But uh, I'm seeing through your gimmick. Um. Other than that, it was. I really enjoyed it. I loved how they like had like the water and like how Elsa's come to save the day and came to save the city, and then she like went back and how like. Oh, yeah, after the dam got, The like, dam was, like, the reason why it got broken. It was just, it seemed like it was so, so overwhelming and such a big decision for everybody. And, like, I I loved it. I thought it was excellent. It was a really good movie. Yeah, because, like, you really can't, you really can't punish the the kingdom of Arendelle on, on a past king's mistakes. I mean, this, sure. this is generations later. All of this had been forgotten and been covered up, pretty much. Like, no one knew what had happened. But the the entire forest was punished for it. They couldn't even leave. So it was, like, such a, like, a crazy... But it, it was nice that they were still able to save Arendelle, because... Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Jojo's been singing a lot, so... That was, and, and, yeah. And my cousin's signs. Uh, I definitely that. found myself singing that, because it, it happened It happened through a lot of the movie. Oh, I gotta see it again. It was so sweet. I loved it. It was very good. It was very good. I'm excited to show it to my mom. Yeah. So let's look at these plot keywords. What did the first Frozen get? This got a 65. I mean, I thought it at least deserved like a 70. 
The first Frozen oh, got a 74. No. Other people really thought that the first one was better, Emily. No. I think we, we were, we're definitely in the lower. It's the same thing with Star Wars because I feel like the Star Wars, like, Last Jedi got higher than all the other ones did. What? I don't know, man. You know, don't. I just, Stop. You know, Stop. sometimes I think that what we think is wrong, and I think, you know, whatever, but it just. I. <laughs> I, I do think sometimes that we're a little harsh on stuff, but also I think we're not harsh enough on other things, so I don't know what to say. Like, there's no way that we can, like, f- actually have a middle ground, you know? And it's just tough with with The Last Jedi because there, there were obviously some very terrible scenes, but there were some very, really good very scenes. great scenes. I know. That's the tough part. I know. <laughs> I know that's a tough part. Where, which you know, go listen to our podcast about it because we really we yeah. Gush let, about let's it. let's not talk about it. We're gonna save it's that. It's not really like we're gonna necessary save, for us to talk. We're about. gonna save it. We'll save it. We'll, we'll save, save all it for that. when we talk about the next Star Wars movie, which is coming. We'll up. save all that. But I think this is this is completely utterly wrong. No, the first Frozen is definitely not as good as the second Frozen. <laughs> I don't. I know. You're all wrong. I'm right. Shut <laughs> up. Yeah. What, I, what is what, what does Eugene's mom say? She goes, "You're wrong." I'm right. Shut up. <laughs> that's, that's what she Shut says. up. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Um, all right. So the plot keywords we have here for Frozen are Disney animated sequel, sequel, CGI animation, second part, autumn. Oh, God. What the actual? That does not make any sense. That There's literally no plot in that at all. What the actual garbage? The, what? You know, it's called plot keywords and it's anti-Trump film? What? What? I would put that under Knives Out, but not this movie. What did it... What did it... Knives Out is in there! Ah! (laughs) Who put that? Somebody probably... Oh, Bombshell as well. And Joker, for sure. What? What? What part? I don't know. Okay, then then it's... I could not tell you. The the new Addams Family? What? Okay. Crimes of Grindelwald? Uh, I mean, well, that one's kind of about a fascist, so that kind of makes sense. Into the Spider-Verse? Okay. Okay, I, okay, okay, okay. I'm oblivious. But let's just say that every film that's made in the next couple of years is an anti-Trump film, because that's what the that's what the media is these days. So, what we're, yeah. you know, that makes sense. But still, that, that especially with this movie, I don't know what they're talking about. Maybe with, like, the grandpa? Uh, okay, so we the got... grandpa? F-rated, which is... Females, yes. Yes, and then title co-directed by female. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, Jennifer. Um, bl- blonde. Redhead. Castle. Dress. Forest. Yeah. Snow. Air. Yeah. Carrot. Yeah. Carrot. Oh. Carrots, yeah. Yeah. One out of one found found this relevant. Oh, great. Uh-huh. Okay. One word. One word. Th- fjord. That was very relevant. Yeah. That was so relevant. The fjord, yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. I just, you know, it it intrigues me. It intrigues me. Sorry, this is the first frozen. Let me go back. Um, Not to the Metascore. It got a 64, which I think is garbage. It deserves the first movie's movie's score, which is a 74, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's Uh, let's see what some people had to say. Okay. Um... So the lowest one we have on here <clears throat> is Screen Crush gave it a 60. Even with Frozen 2's problems, the ending affected me because some things do change, even if they always remain frozen. Right, which they had that beautiful song with <clears throat> those sisters. They were like, 
Even if things change, I'll still be there with you. Okay. Which also would be really emotional. <laughs> That's when you cried the fifth time? I cried for the cup the second time because that was like the early part of the movie. <laughs> what is it? So Los Angeles Times gave it a 70. Like the first film, Frozen 2 is less a triumph of storytelling than of packaging. It bundles together a bunch of familiar, likable characters and a fresh list of bright, catchy songs expertly written by and return the returning duo of Chris and Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez with an ear toward the Broadway show tunes they will one day inevitably become. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's definitely not wrong. Uh, totally. I agree with that. The 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 songs are a little show tuny. Yeah. Um they they never really felt very like Disney to me. I don't know. They felt they felt very different. In in terms of in terms of other Disney movies mm-hmm. and their songs. Mm-hmm. They they always felt a little off. I want to read this Empire 80. The best things about this first film, the characters and the music, once again sing, and a frequently dazzling, if narratively flawed sequel that's better at being sensory than sense-making. I don't okay. understand how this... I mean, is is the first movie not narratively flawed just because they did nothing? Yeah, I just... Because I they, like they, the narrative They the achieved nothing? I, it's just, to me, like, the first one is like, okay... The sister goes off. They didn't do anything. And then she comes back, and that's it. Like, what What else is, what is there? Like, it doesn't really have, like, a kind of, like... No. I just don't think it's as triumphant. Plus, we had, like, the whole Han situation, you know? Yeah, and, I mean, I feel like the second movie at least took some risks, and I feel like they, they at least did a, did a, like, took a better chance at the second movie instead of just not doing anything. Yeah. I mean, they actually achieved something. Mm-hmm. It was more beautiful, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Let's see. The Guardian gave it a 60 as well. Just a lot of 60s. Um, it's nice to see these figures again, but I couldn't help feeling that there is something a bit underpowered and contrived about the storyline in Frozen 2. A matter of Jeopardy synthetically created and artificially resolved obstacle set in place and then... S- and then surmounted characters separated and reunited, bad stuff apparently happening, and then unhappening. I okay, mean, I don't I don't disagree with that one. I don't disagree either, because they literally had everything they could have gone off of. Yeah. Because they, again, did nothing in the first film. Yeah. So, they had... The, what they, they had came a whole off world of, of the options. parents thing. Because, like, they, they were like, oh, let's build off of the parent story in this one. Which, which they were like, that's a very small part of the first movie. And they were like, okay, so the parents, turns out the mom saved the dad when they were kids. And was, and, and was one of the, what were they called? The, the, the people who the, lived the for, in, in the forest. forest villagers. Yes. And she was one of those people, and that's how she grew up, and then she saved the dad, and they got and out. And that's probably where the magic came from, for Elsa. Yeah, and it was because that she saved the dad. And so, like, I feel like they kind of, like incorporated all of the things all the questions we had about the first movie into the second movie you know like and i know they couldn't do this but i kind of thought like by the trailer that i i thought that anna was gonna get some like fire powers as well mm. because they kind of mm. they kind of showed her like thawing herself out in the first movie so i kind of thought she was maybe gonna be oh, like, mean, like a like fire the, and ice situation love thought her out sister's love but also like an inner power that she had I kind of thought it was going to be like a fire and ice type of situation. Oh, that would have been awesome. And then again, Anna could have been the fire goddess, but I understand that someone had to be queen. So, like, that's totally. fine. It's so, like, that's fine. Yeah. It's 
fine. I mean... Would have been cool. It, you know, it would have been cool to show that Finn had a force sensitivity in the previous movies, but, you know, that's just it. You know, and it really didn't even need to be a Kristoff, in all honesty. Like, the two sisters could have just become, you know what? This is what could have happened. <laughs> yeah, what happened? What, Emily? Arendelle and all of its people could have been killed. Yeah, totally. I'm totally down for that. Anna could have been a fire goddess. Elsa could have been an ice goddess. Kristoff was never in the picture, or he died in Arendelle <laughs> after it got something dra- like that. After it got that, flooded, that's the, that's the Star Wars version he, he, of this. He movie. floated away on on ice with his moose, <laughs> and, and they just, just lived together forever. And he just lived together for, with with, with uh, Sven. And you know, and then we had we had two goddesses. You know, there you go. Yeah, I'm not I'm not not thinking that that's what this movie should have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to try and recreate this parody with me? <laughs> no. You're definitely Elsa. I got the Anna face palette. You got the Elsa face palette. So we're we're like that's what we are. We're blonde and brown here. <laughs> yeah, we're sure blonde and brown. Blonde brunette. Yeah. Um, she is referring to a, we also we just uh, exchanged Christmas presents because that's what we do. Um, and she gave me an Elsa. An Elsa makeup palette. Eyeshadow palette. Eyeshadow palette from, from ColourPop. Pop. Excellent eyeshadow palette for people with blue eyes <clears> and <throat> fair skin. I got the Anna palette, which is just the best colors I've ever seen in an eyeshadow palette. And it is perfect for people with kind of reddish tones or a green tone, like a green eyes like me. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, the Elsa palette has some really awesome, like, unicorn skin, like, iridescent flakies, which I'm super, oh, super stoked you're to gonna try You're going to just, it, we are going to I'm just going to glitter the fuck up. I've man. been wearing this on a palette for weeks now, and I love it so much. So that was Frozen 2. Um, we definitely talked about it for almost 30 minutes, so you're welcome. <laughs> we, had, we did three <clears throat> movies for sure. Uh, let us know. Let us know if you don't want us to ever talk about three movies. Oh my god, it was a lot. In I'm an epi- sorry. In an episode ever again, we're just tired. so we just have we're just so, so behind. behind. We're so behind on the movies. We we've been watching so many and just not finding time to talk about them all. <laughs> um, so this is what you get. Uh, if you liked this episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Google Google Podcasts. Uh, that really helps helps us get seen by other people who are looking for movie podcasts and uh, we would love to love to hear what you guys think about the show so far and maybe any uh, changes we could make or just uh you know constructive criticism (laughs) we totally want to hear it anything please um if you have any comments about this episode you know anything about what movies we talk about ford versus ferrari knives out frozen or frozen 2 because we kind of talked about both sorry about that Get any, any comments? Slash slash Jedi. Slash slash <laughs> Star Wars. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, if you have any comments, like let us know. You can leave a comment on uh, on Facebook. Just search "All by the Popcorn" uh, podcast and like us on Facebook, and you could you can comment all you want. Um, and uh, if you need notifications on future episodes, you can follow our in our uh, oh my god Twitter social media social media. <laughs> social media twitter at by the popcorn and instagram at all by the popcorn podcast and if you have any suggestions for future episodes any movies you want us to talk about any shows you want us to talk about uh let us know we would love to hear from you you can email us at all by the popcorn at gmail.com or all by the popcorn podcast at gmail.com and we have merch <laughs> yes we do which i shared on the facebook slash instagram 
and I and I just bought some uh, to yes. see to see what it looks like in person. We'll post some pictures. We will of those get recently. some pictures up so you can yes. kind of see what they look like a bit better because I know it's a little hard to see them on Redbubble. Um, but thank you all for listening. We will talk to you next time. Goodbye. Ah. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.